Welcome. Uh, this is Dr. Kirk Harris with the series Talking with Our Fathers. FFHC, Fathers, Families, and Healthy Communities, is, is a pleasure to bring you some discussion this evening, right, gentlemen? It's this evening, and I got some distinguished gentlemen here with me uh, this evening to, to share uh, a little bit about uh, the work of FFAC, but more importantly, to hear more specifically from our fathers about their experiences prior to and during their work with FFAC. And, and with that said, no further ado, I want to introduce my most distinguished uh can I say uh, participants and engagers uh, in this uh, this podcast? Uh, I'd like to introduce Mr. Reggie Hicks. Mr. Reggie Hicks is a navigator for fathers, families, and healthy communities. And for those of you who do not know what I mean when I say navigator, <laughs> I mean someone who engages with the fathers, works with them on their specific yeah. needs and interests, and who is is a partner, if you will, in helping them achieve their objectives. So thank you for being with us here my brother Reggie and uh, and Reggie and I go back a little ways, so we, mm-hmm. we we've been doing some little work together, and uh, glad to have him here on this podcast because I think he'll lend some real great perspective. And 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 also, I want to just highlight the, uh, really the 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 star, if you will, of our show, uh, Mr. Ronald Clay. Uh, Mr. Ronald Clay is an FFHC member, Fathers, Families, Healthy Community member, who's been with us. Uh, Reggie has been working. Uh, with Mr. Clay for about seven months. And um, we're going to talk with um, both Reggie and Mr. Clay about how that's been going and, and and a little bit about the work that FFHC does with our fathers. And, and we're going to have more series like this where we're talking with our fathers about their experiences because the reality is we can't build stronger programs, we can't build stronger policy unless we hear from the voices of the fathers who are on the ground trying to connect and be uh, be meaningfully engaged with their children. So let me just take a moment. So um, uh, let me just ask this question of you, Reggie, because I, I think it really becomes really important for us to begin here to kind of lay a baseline. Can you talk a little bit about how you met Mr. Clay and, 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 and what that uh, you know process was about? Yeah, we have a collaboration with uh, Urban League, and they have a series where they have the fatherhood program come to them, which is FFHC, and that's how I met Mr. Clay. He was one of the, what, 10, 15 fathers that first came there. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we were going through the application and everything, uh, I noticed that he had, you know, he had graduated out of college. I was like, oh, this is my first one. And and coming back from the federal, you know, being returning citizens, coming back into the community, uh, it was a real pleasure to see somebody that came back who had their feet on the ground, ready to get, ready to go. And so uh, Clay started, him and I started a dialogue uh, in the what we call peer-to-peer. It's a two-hour peer-to-peer we do every week at Urban League. And we feed them, and man, we have some great conversations with Clay. Absolutely, we have Absolutely. some stuff that uh, came out that fathers was holding back, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. now when they come, everybody's engaged and willing to go. So I'll let Clay tell you a little bit more about. It. <laughs> yeah, so so let, 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 let's talk about uh, let's let's do that. Let's go to the star of the show, so yeah. to speak, uh, <laughs> Mr. Clay. So, Mr. Clay, let's talk. Could you share with us a little bit about your experience before coming to uh, Fathers, Families, and Healthy Communities? Uh, my experience. Uh, went back to me being in federal prison for eight and a half years. Uh, I was in Ashland, Kentucky, and while I was there, I was uh, just 
finding myself, becoming the man that I wasn't before uh, I went to prison. Uh, finding things out about myself, about others, about how I do things, how I don't do things. And you have time in prison to think uh, when you have time to yourself, when those lights go off. You, have, you play back things in your head and, and about experiences and your past and what you didn't do, how you did do things, right, wrong, uh, good, bad, and ugly. And I was able to do a self-evaluation. More so after I gave my life to Christ, that's when... Uh, my head started to turn into what it is that I needed to do uh, for my family, for my community, for my church, and moving forward. And I did not know that FFAC would play the part that they would play, or let alone the Urban League. I didn't know they was going to play that part, uh, and they did. I just asked God for um, to order my steps and to be led, and he provided Mr. Hicks and the Urban League to be those vessels for me to, to feed me what it is that I needed to be fed for me to be to for me to grow into uh becoming the man that they potentially saw in me to be. Good, great, good. So so let's let's talk a little bit about um what what that that connection, if you will, with mm-hmm. fathers, families and healthy communities early. League. So talk about how FFHC helped. How did it help? Because you know, some people don't, right. people really don't have a full appreciation sometimes of of what fathers have to kind of uh, connect with in order to kind of make the progress that they want to see. And sometimes they don't understand the components. And maybe we'll spend a little bit of time after you share that. Maybe Reg can talk a little bit more about the components of the program. But what what did do what did fathers families and healthy communities do for you well a healthy perspective of father uh ffac would be that that very word that you used uh, i think three or four times and when you were talking help and they didn't do anything for me they helped me and what it had what it what needed to be done was that i needed to want the help realize that i needed the help and had to have a mindset to want to do right and once i already once when i came to the program with that mindset and wanted to do right they were there to assist me and giving me the help and provide me with the help that i needed to get to where i needed to be to be the father that i needed to be uh and be that example of a father for other people and they provided that healthy environment for me there was things that that they provided that made me aware of um, things that I already aware of that they reminded me uh, by putting me in an environment with other individuals, with uh, other fathers who come from different backgrounds, who have different perspectives, who didn't have fathers, who grew up with mothers, and putting us all in that that you know that um, MMA ring together <laughs> and having to claw it out uh, and getting things out and dig it out and having perspectives about uh, faith, religion, worldviews, uh, news, and bringing that to the table and how we use those perspectives perspectives to uh, apply those uh, healthy to our family, how we go about teaching uh, our sons and our daughters or using what we are taught, good and bad, to apply that healthy. And they provided that arena for us. That's what they did. That's what FFAC did. And I I would like to say that they did did their research in knowing uh, people. And by uh, feeding is good, first of all. <laughs> before Christ, before Christ preached, he fed him first, right? <laughs> well, Reggie has a good knack. He know yes. how to get. He know how yes. to get down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. He fed us first. He 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 introduced and he said, "Y'all can go ahead and eat." 
So now once we good and fed and fat and comfortable, now we able to talk. And so <laughs> that's and he that, that's just healthy. That's that's yeah. where you feed and then you you talk. And yeah. and he got a people teach some people came just for the food, but by being there they were actually able to get something that they probably weren't even looking for. Right. And that was very, very smart, very wise uh, to go about and add that aspect of, of FFAC. I heard he's about to go out there and get some Kentucky now. There's people going to show up <laughs> for that Kentucky. <laughs> you know what I mean? I might be showing up myself. <laughs> you know, I, I would like to think that I played an influence on Reggie because when I came around, he started getting healthy stuff because I like to work out and, and, and eat healthy. Yeah, right. So he know when I'm coming. You get baked chicken instead of fried, you know, <laughs> baked fish and and, and, fr- and fried rice instead of, you know, healthy stuff. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So that's that's a good thing. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, good. So let me ask a question. So I remember, uh, Reg had mentioned some conversations that you've had, mm-hmm. some interesting mm-hmm. conversations. I'd Absolutely. be interested because, yeah, you know, I um, – I, uh, have done sessions with with our fathers and those conversations are always rich and extremely mm-hmm. powerful but i'd like to hear from you kind of what was kind of is, is there a particular set of conversations or a conversation that stands out <laughs> for you you're smiling well, so yeah, i suspect well, that that's true <laughs> there's a particular topic that we always come to and that will be about christianity about christ about my faith uh he would never never disrespect uh, what it is that I believe, or others and what they believe, but he came with the perspective of what he believes, and he challenged my views a lot, you know, a healthy, healthy challenge to make me not question who I am because I, I stand on a solid foundation, but to give me a perspective of how he approaches things and how he does things. Uh, Reggie being a good guy, not a Christian, self-professed non-Christian, mm-hmm. uh, but he uh, just the perspective of conversation that we'd be able to bring to the table that to bring things out because I use my faith uh, to in my walk and how I approach my child, how I approach my community, how I deal with or talk to my mother and my brother and my sisters and my friends and my family, uh, how I do my work, my job, everything we do, we do it uh, representing uh, Christ Jesus. So in that, he will come with things to say that well. You know the the Christ is not real, or the 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 background for Christianity is this, that, and the other. But me being who I am, I would stand strong and be like, "Well, that's not true." I can actually go to the Word and tell you why this is and that. Well, you know the Word was written by man, and there's some flaws in it. Well, no, that's not true. Also, you know there's an errancy in the Word and has not been disproved. So that'll be the healthy conversation that we go back and it was out of love. You know, out of respect and admiration, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I respect Reggie to be able to come out and, and, and spend the time with the fathers to even have these conversations, mm-hmm. you know, to, to do what he's doing. Reggie, man, he, he got so many jobs that, you know, <laughs> that, I, you know, he's he called me, he had a different job, you know, and <laughs> along with what he's doing. So he has to have a love and a passion for it, and I respect him and wanted to be uh, – First and foremost, in leading by an example and being the father that he has for his children, mm-hmm. him bringing his grandson into one session and letting him sit down and talk to us. That's leading by example. If you can't lead by example, I don't want to hear what you have to say. You know, you have to, these things have to be shown. There's a lot of hypocrisy out there where I hear from mothers and fathers nowadays talking about do as I say, not as I do. Where do you get that from? You do as I do. You, kids watch what we do more so than do what we say. Mm-hmm. You know, they leave. So they ask them, hey, where you get that from? You, daddy? 
You mama? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. You know, so he leads by example. So he talks about his experiences as a father. Those are other healthy conversations that we've had. And so by having these conversations, I would leave with, you know, me keeping him in my prayers to continue to provide that insight, that perspective, that environment to help other fathers to to help mm-hmm. Not do for them to help other fathers, give them that platform to do what needs to be done, especially in the African American community nowadays. So, so this this is really this is really good. So, um, Reggie, one of the things that we we, we often and and I want to before I go off to that question for Reggie, I want to build on something you said, Mr. Clay, and that's the question of help, because mm-hmm. sometimes what happens is we think when we're delivering programming or supports it's giving somebody mm, something mm, right? mm, you know what i'm saying it's like mm, giving some and like there's no expectation that they have anything to give right, right right and that's why in ffac we talk about people being members we don't talk about participants we don't talk mm, about right, clients right, right. we say members right, because right. members assigns you a status something that means right. that you're working with us with us right we're not working. We're working in support. support. We're not working to give you something that you ain't willing to give you or get for yourself. I agree. And so, and so, I think that's really important. So, I want to and laying that foundation from your, you know, discussion about the help, right, right. as opposed to right. giving, mm-hmm. because we're expecting something back from you, right? We expect you to be given to your kids. We expect you to be given to your community. We expect right. you to be given to your family. And what we do is for for purposes of facilitating that. Right. 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 So so I want to just talk, Reg, talk a little bit about uh, what that means in terms of the way FFHC does his work and how and what are the components from your perspective that support that help, if you will. Uh, it's more like uh, like when Clay and I and all of us, the fathers are together. It's more about history. It's more about being cultural, relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. FFHC trying to give them something when they leave the session, they can use immediately. Not something that you have to wait on to use, you know. A lot of times uh, you don't want the father, because because they're returning, they got different set of uh, barriers that they have to, you know, deal with. First of all, just talking to people yeah, <laughs> is a barrier. And, and once they feel comfortable, FFHC tries to do it with a curriculum that is geared towards the fathers, you know. We talked about nurturing. That wasn't talked about before they got there. Mm. You know, we was talking about do you nurture a a boy different than you nurture a girl? Mm. That was a big topic conversation. Everybody weighed in on, about 10 guys Mm -hmm. weighed in on how to raise. But those are the type of topics that we try to bring out. And then at the end, sometimes we have to table them and we finish them the next week (laughs) or I come in with a new topic. But Mm -hmm. I think the combination of history, culture, and what's going on in today's world and how the children are mm-hmm. and reconnecting with the children. That's another thing that we try to do. Uh, just this summer, Clay had his daughter the whole summer. Mm-hmm. You know, he was telling me how he was taking her to go eat. Uh, she was eating differently because she, she, she comes from a different uh, culture. And her culture, f- food is different than what he was doing. So by him like to eat healthy food he was showing how to eat getting up early running he was yeah, doing things yeah. like that and a lot of our fathers have read we have one father that uh he was locked up for 15 years and he says he's having trouble re-engaging with his kids because they don't know him all oh, right right and so we had a discussion about uh 
about how fathers should be thanking the father that really stayed there while you were gone instead of being mad at him. Thank him mm-hmm. for keeping your family together till you get, get yourself together, you know. And that's something nobody had ever thought about doing. Am I, am right, I right, right when we right. was talking about that? Right. So that's the kind of things we do at FHA. Yeah. So, so one of the things that, uh, that, that I'd be interested in hearing because – I mean, this is kind of emerging. There's these kind of discussions are emerging out of what we call our peer-to-peer, where the, where our fathers come together in group and and mm-hmm. and kind of connect with one another and kind of build a community. How important would you say the building of that community is, Mr. Clay, in the context of kind of your experiences and these groups with? With other fathers, uh, do you mean uh, community as aspect within the community of fathers? Yeah, or community, the community uh, of fathers. Yes. Uh, I, the first step are these groups are the groups that we 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 are in. We we you know he he's invited us to Dawson Tech to meet other fathers outside of the Urban League. Um, that picnic that they had, I was unable to attend. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That I heard that other fathers meeting other fathers seeing other children being together knowing that you know there are other fathers out there contrary to what uh the news or the media may say that african-american fathers who have a desire to be there for their children Mm -hmm. you know they're they're contrary to what uh beliefs or the stereotypes may be there are african-american fathers who have a desire to be real fathers not role models we talked about what role models really mean not role models but examples of not only for their children, so when they grow up, how to be, or the or the little girls, or what to look for in a man, you know. I tell my daughter, listen, he opened his door for you. You know, uh, uh, when you walking on the side of the street, let the man stand closer to the street. Teaching her these things, and knowing that when she gets older, she'll look for these things. So, seeing how other fathers engage with each other, that community within itself is very, very important. Very should be very relevant and should be seen. Uh, talked about like we are doing here and letting people know who are not a part of FFAC who might just tune in to get some tips, pointers on how to do. The community can be broadened past. This podcast is going to help the community be broadened past Chicago, Mm -hmm. to be broadened past the community that we're developing here within the walls of Dawson Tech Mm -hmm. and Urban League. So I think that community is very important, it's very relevant, and I think it should be commended for those who are putting the work, um, the ground, the footwork in on the ground to 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 make these things happen. So what would you what would you say you'd like to see more of if you were to think about uh, how uh, fathers, families, and healthy communities has has kind of partnered with you at this point? What would you see like to see more of, or uh, in terms of the work that not only do you think uh, you might envision for yourself, but what you might like to see, what you think other fathers might like to see more of. I, I think you all or FFAC is doing are doing what they can uh, to provide the healthy setting and the necessary tools for us to be fathers. What I would like to see would not be on the part of FFAC; it would be more on the part of fathers. I would like to see more fathers being involved in communities like this. I would like to see more fathers taking um, these sessions uh, seriously. I would like to see uh, them applying the things that they learn in their lives. Mm -hmm. I would like to see more fathers um, building stronger foundations because a community 
can't be a community without the people. Mm -hmm. And the people are only as strong as your foundation. Mm -hmm. So it starts with the individual first before they can become a part of a community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because right. we have communities out here that are falling apart because the people aren't where they're supposed to be. Right. Think yeah. about the community where, I don't, don't want to guess your age, where you come from as far as when you was growing up. <laughs> as, opposed, <laughs> as opposed to when <laughs> I was that's growing right, up. That's right, you can guess my you age. That's right, <laughs> to where the, the, they were growing up nowadays. And I'm looking at how my grandmother used to tell me and my grandfather and where he came up. And my grandfather, right now, my grandfather is in the hospital as we speak, 90 years old. Uh, health, uh, his, his heart is weak. Uh, we're praying God to, you know, his will be done in my grandfather's life. But he was a man's man. He's a pastor, a bishop of a church. And his his hands are, you know, he, he was from Mississippi, working in the fields, you know, uh, mm -hmm. getting up early, coming up, having 10 kids, unheard of nowadays, and making sure each one of those kids were fed, went to school. None of them went to prison. Everybody has an education, all of them in the church, being productive. He set the groundwork of the foundation. And my father, before he died, his father died in 86. But to have a man call another man dad when he wasn't his dad, you have to be a heck of a man. Mm -hmm. And then for my father to lay that work. So in, in answering your question, there has to be examples from fathers. There has to be a network amongst fathers. There has to be a community uh, father. There has to be a foundation for the fathers, that will provide a healthy community. And I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that uh, the work will be, you, your, your work will be easier if we do what we're supposed to mm. do. You're mm. providing mm -hmm. the groundwork. You're providing the facilities. You're providing the food. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> you're providing uh, the conversation. You're providing the platform. We have to be proactive, uh, interactive, and be uh, uh, productive in being the fathers and being a part of these mm -hmm. and taking advantage mm -hmm. of the opportunities that you all provide for mm -hmm. us. I think the work needs to be done and things need to be seen more on the father's part as opposed to what you are already okay. doing. So, so, I mean, I think that's a really, uh, that, uh, thank you for that perspective. That's a really interesting one because, you know, from FFHC's vantage point, we believe that we we should have we should make resources available, whether it's legal resources, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. whether it's employment, whether it's connecting folks to things that they might need related to health issues. Because if we can't remove those barriers, then we can't see we can't maximize the capacity that we know our fathers have to do what they want to do to right. be good fathers, uh, connect with their kids be strong in their community and the like. That's a good point. But in defining resources, the resources, no matter how many resources you all will provide or have for us, if we don't go out and search and the resources will be off or not. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of resources that I was telling them about I had in the halfway house that they gave us, that gave us the same packet that they gave everybody in the halfway house. And I went through every page, every number, looking for the resources that they had. And the people in that same halfway house was asking me how I was able to go here, do this, take care of that. Where did I go? It's in the yellow folder they gave us. If you don't utilize the resources, <laughs> right, right. if you don't utilize yeah. these resources, we got the same, we have the same access. When I came out of prison, I had nothing. I gave everything away to the people that were in prison who may have needed the things that were in prison, the, the little that I had. I gave away. So when I came out, my brother gave me some stuff. 
my, my best friends that rolled with me the eight and a half years gave me some things. And when I came to the halfway house, it was up to me. They did what they were. They went as far as they was willing to go. The rest had to be up to me to seek out the resources that were out there. There are things that I couldn't believe that were out there. I'm like, where did this come from? Oh, we've had these for years. People don't know about it. Why don't they know about it? And they're there. So you have a million dollars in here. You're telling people you have a million dollars. Oh, that's a bad example. They're going to come and get the million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but if you tell people you have these services, you have these things, you have those, and they just sit on it and use it, but you have all this abundance of resources, what good is it? Right, right, right. What good is it if they're not using right. it? So again, it's the onus is on the responsibility of the fathers. You all are doing your part by putting it out there. This podcast is a step. Urban League, the networking and the conjunction with the Urban League, that's a step. Dawson Creek, these net, the networking opportunity. You, you all are doing excellent work and doing what you all have to do to provide the resources that you have. But if we don't take advantage of it, what good are the resources? Yeah, he's, he's kind of he's totally right. Uh, we were talking about that earlier, uh, Neil and I. Uh, we was talking about. And how- I just want to say, Neil is our engineer, so he was referring. He's the quiet, uh, <laughs> quiet guy in the background, uh, making sure that we all sound good. So uh, thank you, Neil. But we know you're there. We're not going to ignore you. And we do a, a presentation at Mid-South. It's a, a, it's a workforce development place. Mm. And I sent some fathers in, and they were saying, well, well they didn't do anything for me. Mm, and, mm, mm. and I was like, mm, well, mm, did you do a follow-up call? Did you call? I said, I've already talked to everybody that you're supposed to talk to. Did you call Miss Miss such-and-such uh, uh, such back? No, I didn't call back. Okay, you must call her back because I've talked to her on your behalf. But you gotta, I, I can't do mm-hmm. everything for mm-hmm. you. So I appreciate to. you saying that because uh, that's something that uh, some fathers get and some fathers don't. Some fathers we have to work with a little longer. That's why sometimes you might get a call from me on Saturday, mm-hmm. like I called you on Saturday, or mm-hmm. I might call some of the other fathers on Saturday just to see how they're doing, just to check up on them. And sometimes I need some information. Mm-hmm. I just call them for some information. And by calling on Saturday, then next, if I call Wednesday, I don't have any problem getting them because then they start calling me, mm-hmm. you know. And what we try to do, we try to do a connected dot type of program where we connect the dots for everything that you need. Right. Just like you called right. me and you said you needed some, uh, you need some help with your legal, getting ready to go to court. I took him straight to our, our, our friend, and uh, he went there, and he got he got some information. Yeah, so she he bad was, too. He was she he was ready too. to go. Yeah, she, yeah. You know? yeah, and I wrote down what she told me, and I uh, took heed what she said, and I went forth and did everything to the T, and it worked out just as she said it would if I followed her directions. He provided the resource, I followed up, I took care of my business, and it worked out. That, that that's that's the process. It's it's a process. But it is sad to think that we have men men that who want something given to them and that example that they're setting for their own kids is something that needs to be broken also. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I was going into saying for the example, you know, Reggie gave me information. And it was up to me to uh, to follow up on the information. He wasn't see, but but just just to say this though, uh, on on the part of the fathers, right? We all come from, like he said, he gave us the environment where we come from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and I can't expect somebody to be somewhere and to have because they didn't have what I had, right? 
So if you don't have what I have, maybe you don't know what I know. Maybe you right. don't come from, you right. don't right. have that same perspective. And that is what I commend Reggie and FFAC about um, doing putting us in an environment to talk it out with each other mm -hmm. so we can encourage each other because I may come from a place and be at a certain level in thinking and he put me in the, he's put me in an environment with somebody who might not be on the same level and now I can talk to him right. and he's just sitting there listening he'll come in and chime in on his you know many years many many years of experience <laughs> being around <laughs> as a father <laughs> as a man and that environment again provides that so you know, it, it, it's, 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 one, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. You know, Ray, yeah. Ray reviews, Ray yeah. reviews. Yeah. So, so I want to, I, I want to talk about uh, two, two things. Um, uh, first, I want to talk really specifically about your children. Tell us a little bit about uh, your child, and tell us a little bit about how kind of the experiences that you've had to date working with FFAC, how has that had impact from your perspective on your kind of connection to your child and whatever you wanted to do in terms of improving that relationship? Well, I had a mindset when I left prison, right? I had the foundation, right? I, I, I wrote a book in prison called Making a Smooth Transition, and the foundation is that of that book is you have to have a strong foundation. You have to have a will to want to do it and you have to stand on some side in order to make the next transition no matter what transition you're making in life and I had a mindset already and wanted to take care of my child I had a mindset already and wanted to be the father that I could be at that particular time for my child mm -hmm. so when I left what he did was encourage me enlighten me about my situation and my position with my child first of all it was letting me known that I've been away for eight and a half years don't come back pointing fingers, stomping your foot, raising the belt, talking about I'm daddy. You know, that's 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 foolishness. Then he enlightened me about the respect that I have to have for myself so I can have the respect for my baby mama. Because that's where to break down a lot of communication with parenting is between the parents. For whatever reason, they bring their foolishness and their history into parenting, and it inhibits and uh, does not allow the relationship to bloom to where it should be because of whatever feelings that they're bringing into the situation as far as the parenting. So as far as specifically for my daughter, uh, knowing that, being encouraged and enlightened about those situations, uh, I prayed about it. Again, I'm a man of faith. And I was able to take that approach with my daughter, you know, as much as I wanted to put my foot down. And I, I did because there had to be structure. And when you come over here with me, I let her know off the bat, this is what you're going to expect. I work out. We're going to get up every morning. We're going to walk that 3.6-mile track, and we're going to get up. All right, we're going to eat breakfast. We're going to say our prayers and read our Bible when we get up. You know, he is not a man of faith, but what he did was encourage me to do what it is that I felt was best mm -hmm. in teaching my child the right way. He didn't tell me because he didn't believe one thing not to do it. He told me, okay, do that. You know, be consistent. Mm -hmm. Be reliable. Mm -hmm. Be a man of your word. Don't promise things that you can't come through on. Now, even though you're daddy, you can't be reliable. These are the things that he did, and I had to transfer over. So I did chronicalize chrono uh, uh, my actions with my daughter. We went to the park. Uh, we went to the zoo that he, you know, Urban League provided the tickets for the, to the zoo. 
so it was free for me to go to Brookfield Zoo. Took my cousin. We went to the Brookfield Zoo. Uh, we went to the movies. Uh, we sat down. Every time we ate, I ate with my mom and we and my daughter, and we ate together. The TV was off, and we had this little game called Trouble. And while we were eating, we played Trouble, and we talked. And that's what families used to do instead of you eating here, you eating here, you eating here. Mm-hmm. And that example that Reggie said is when we ate, we ate together. Yep. We talked together. Mm-hmm. So I was able to bring that and, and be reminded of that when uh, I came up with my father. We ate at the table together. And my grandparents, we ate at the table together. So although I knew it, he reminded me of that as well as made things aware to those who didn't come from that mm-hmm. background. So it was like almost like a circle of life, you know, is, you know, reminding me, encouraging me, enlightening me, and then making others aware who weren't uh, privy to that. So me and my daughter right now, it's tough. It's not peaches and cream. It's not all roses because I was gone. Um, the situation and keeping it real, my uh, ex-wife uh, brought another man into the uh, situation. Um, and I respect him. He came in and he took on a responsibility that was not his and wanted to be a father figure for my daughter and respected me enough, me not even being there, uh, and wanting to be the example for him. I don't hate him. I met him, good guy, good dude, strong guy, man of faith, and he is about wanting to be there for my daughter. And even though it's a breakdown of communication between me and my baby mother, I could talk to him about it. Mm -hmm. I have to put my pride aside. Mm -hmm. I have to put my manhood. I don't see. I don't put my manhood in question. This is wisdom. The point is to bring my daughter up in the best rearing possible. Mm-hmm. And because I'm not there twenty four seven with her like my father was for me, I have to make the best of the situation and use wisdom to get the best out of the situation. So I talk to him as long because if I and we have on one page, I don't come on. You're not her daddy. You can't tell. Stop it. He's been there around with my family. This is just keeping it real, mm-hmm. right? He's been there while I was in prison longer in the house 24-7 with my daughter longer than I have. So mm-hmm. how can I fit into this situation right. to make the best of it so my daughter right. gets the best out of that situation? Right. 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 You know what right. I mean? Right. Let's just use wisdom. Yeah. Although it's not ideal right. and I can't change the past, right. but keeping it real with myself first, I'm able to keep it real right. with the world. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I'm able to move and do the best yeah. that I can. And what you've done is you you put your daughter at the center, and everything has to focus on mm-hmm. making that work. Right. And it hasn't been easy. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna just let it be known. I mean, mm-hmm. it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been peaches of cream. And right now, like I said, I just came out of child support court. You know, uh, on Tuesday after talking to um, um, the uh, Miss Barlow, I can say her name. Yeah. Okay, Miss Barlow. I was trying to find out a way to say what I said. <laughs> I didn't know if I could say that. Maria Barlow, just talking to her and providing information again, the resource that he provided, praying about it too, and using all of that to come about the best situation possible. You know, so in thinking and using wisdom about the situation that FFHC has provided for me. Um, I, that's where I am right now. And uh, tell them about the, you get you did get a chance to go to South Museum, right? Yeah, I absolutely. told you free Tuesday. Yeah, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I, me being a Christian, I tell people all the time, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't identify with being black. I'm aware that I'm a black. I'm mm-hmm. black. I identify with Christ. You know what I mean? I'm aware that I'm black. No, no doubt about it. But it's 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 it's, it's definitely important to know history. And my daughter is half Mexican and half black. So going to the Sabo Museum was important to me and to let her know about Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So when she drove past 71st Street, she said, wait a minute, I know that name. <laughs> I know that name, Emmett Till. We just seen his, absolutely. Right. The, the, the things that are decided with me. And now guess what? I'm going to take her to the Mexican History Museum because right. she's half Mexican. Right. That's yes. only right. Yeah. To teach her about her history, to let her have a strong foundation for where she is. You know, not looking back trying to look forward. Just that rear view mirror where you come from. It's important to be acknowledged what that is. But that windshield, it helped identify what's in front of you more because you know more who you are, mm-hmm. you know? So so I got one more question for you. Yes, and, sir. And as we kind of close this, um, so what's your, what's your goals? What's your aspirations at this point? What did you like? Where do you see yourself? Maybe where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself in five years? Can you describe that for us and, 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 and kind of what's your vision for yourself and what you, what you, what, how you like to see FFAC partner with you as yes, you kind of, yes. kind of create that vision for yourself? Uh, one thing that I, I was taught at an early age is that uh, when we plan, God laughs. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like I want his will to be done in my life. And I want to do his work. So I put myself in the best position possible to be discerning to hear where it is that he wants me to go. If I tell you what happened in the last seven months and how I got to where I am, it would be like, whoa, that's a movie. Because there are doors. I was in the entrepreneurship program, and I was trying earnestly to get my business off the ground, but those doors wouldn't open. You know, trying to find a job and having actually gotten hired for a job making $17 an hour. Yeah, filled out the application. Oh, we want you. Matter of fact, you came in here for a position. We want you to be a supervisor. And left, took the urine test, took the drug, passed the background check. They never called me back. They never called me back. Why was that door closed? I didn't know. So right now, I am currently in the MDF program at Moody Bible Institute, uh, getting my Master's in Divinity and Pastoral Studies. Do I want to be a pastor? I don't know. I want to learn the Word. Uh, I am currently seeking a job at Moody. I want to be in an environment of like-minded people Mm -hmm. who think like me, who move like me, and it's been a blessing to be there with those people and give a shout-out to all my seminary uh, uh, people at uh, MBI, uh, MTS. Uh, So uh, in a year from now, I don't know. I still be pursuing my studies. I am a deacon at my church right now in the Inglewood community. Mm-hmm. I do have a plan to want to use my church to more of an outreach through Moody Bible Institute and wherever way that I can be a part of that uh, institution and how God will use me to just be a vessel to be used to shed his light, to draw people to him and to be an example for others in the community, to be a strong man, no matter where you come from, no matter what background I was, what, what people see you as or what they view you as, you are you, you move in this manner. And, you know, just to see what happens. You know, I, I will be employed shortly. I am in school. I am active with my daughter. My daughter will be with me this weekend, staying with me um, for this weekend. And, you know, she lets me get her whenever I want to. That's fantastic. So that in a year from now, that's that's basically all I can just give okay. you. I don't have any concrete. Well, you got a that. good you got a good plan. And yeah. I, first of all, let me just tell you, you did not disappoint as being the star of this show. <laughs> so I just want to let you how much I, I we that. appreciate you being <laughs> here that. this this evening and uh, sharing with us your experiences and what it's been like uh, working with FFHC as a, as a partner and as a member of FHC. And I'd like to thank Mr. Reggie Hicks for being with with us here today. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You <laughs> get a little bit. Yeah, he yeah. applause, huh? he he's a star. He's a star. I'm only, I'm only here. He's your co-star. He's your co-star. He's your co-star for being here. And uh, yeah. and I want to uh, also acknowledge my our, our good brother Othniel 
Tucker, he's back there a little quiet, but he's our yeah. engineer for our podcast yeah. and just thank him for uh, for helping us make this possible. And with that, gentlemen, I just want to thank you again and keep pushing. Okay. Keep pushing, okay. Mr. Okay. Clay. Yes, absolutely. God is good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for All the right. encouragement. Well, thank you. And for those of you who uh, who want to know more about uh, the work of fatherhood in Chicago, please do tune in to future podcasts with fathers, families, and healthy communities. Peace. Thank you.